Hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. Hello and welcome to my very first Enlightened Conversation. I'm very excited. I've got wonderful Fiona Brown with me here today. Thanks, Kristen. And um, before we start, I just wanted to give you a little bit of an intro on Enlightened Conversation. So we basically have a conversation and we chat in a way that we share what's coming through for us today um, and let it unfold from there. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. I would like to introduce you guys to my guest, Fiona Brown. She is a transformational counselor, light worker practitioner, and her business name is Soul to Earth Therapies. Um, we're going to give you all her contact details in the end as well and show you where you can meet her and connect with her. Fiona, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about light worker practitioner. What, what, um, tell us about this. I like sure. So um, I went and did light worker, master light worker practitioner training and learned about the 12 principles and many exercises and transformational things that I can do with other people to help them move through their journey in, in a way that supports their spiritual and soul growth. Um, I guess I use the 12 principles every day um, in as many ways as I can possibly think throughout my life as well. So it's been a really big impact on me. And um, I find that when people, uh, when I'm working with anybody or talking to anybody, sometimes spirit just comes through and has a chat to me. And I can share that with people now because I because I use the principles, It's it's actually helped me to find some real um, uh, solidness around what I'm saying to people and, and how I'm explaining to them what I'm hearing from um, my guides and what's being channeled through at any time. Mm, um, I'm a big fan of these principles. Mm. Um, you have created something um, based on those principles as well. It's called the Healing Project. Yeah. Yeah. What's that all about? So I um, met, I work in an area that I meet lots of families and I have met several women who have experienced domestic violence in their past and yet they still feel as though they're um, held by it. They're still really, really fearful and they can't find it really difficult to move forward. And it was one lady in particular who was, who just seems to be so burdened that um, I went to bed one night thinking, you know, she's not the only person that's in this place where she's got post-traumatic stress and where she is um, finding it really difficult to move forward in her life and she feels constrained and contained by the violence and the threat all the time. Um, When I woke up in the morning, I I simply had a very clear um, name for something to do, (laughs) which was called the Healing Project, and it... um, a symbol came later, but uh, um, I was guided very much to open up a space that's a collective space that reaches across the community um, where things are given and taken for free. There's no there's an exchange of energy only, and that these women can be supported to move through some of their difficulties or challenges by a collective of women 
in the community who are conscious and raise the awareness around the fact that we can move forward without the fear and it's it's an idea and it's a concept that gets in our minds rather than something that um that has to hold them back and i'm simply just founding it like a like a founder of it at the moment and then i'm hopeful that um when women do some of the um the group work or the individual work with me and with the other women in the core group and the collective then they'll actually feel as though they can start owning it themselves so it's about developing it so that people can have their own ownership of the project and bring in their own resources and their own understandings and their own goals as well. And that's what I sort of like about this concept because um, I've experienced domestic violence in the past as well and it's very much like, um, it feels like it's that space where you are safe enough to heal but at the same time like you know give it give yourself the opportunity to grow out of it mm. to grow out of it and find your own personal i guess your own way i'm always really big on like you know walk your own way girlfriend don't get into other people's business or be stuck in the past mm. so really yeah embrace yeah i had i had a similar experience i i was mm. experiencing trauma that was based on violence too and um I found myself really impacted by that, like, so that I almost wanted to hide under a rock and never come out again. And I felt really um, disempowered. So this concept around the project is about um, knowing that some people feel like that too. And that if we can encourage women to you know, get some physical exercise, to reframe their thinking, to consciously look at their lives and the way that they're approaching it from a different perspective and put everything into perspective in the reality of it, then the hope is that they will use the principles to develop through their fears and their worries to something that's a lot lighter and brighter. Um, the 12 principles, say the first one's honesty. So honesty is one of those things where you have to be really honest with yourself. Be really honest about where you are. Is it your mind playing tricks on you? Or is it actually you're really, um, are you really being true to yourself and honest about everything around you? Because sometimes we can, um, I'm speaking generally here, um, from my own experience, I got into a bit of a mind trap and I started believing what I was thinking and then I had to actually really work hard at it and I didn't have anybody to connect with. I was felt totally alone in that. And so really the project is around um, trying to connect women with each other and with the consciousness, the collective of this planet, that is a supportive collective. It's working on energetically supporting people from all over the world. And that if women can use the principles to connect with that sort of energy and that sort of support, then they can actually shift and change it if that's you know, part of where they're going. And I guess for me, it's like, well, you know, if we all join together, if we're all one, we're having a similar experience, then maybe um, this is the way to change that whole perspective around violence in our lives, in the way we talk about it, the way we feel about it, the way we react to it. Um, and, and maybe this is just a small step towards really making a change in the social world and the social thinking around um, how prevalent and how acceptable violence is. Because I think that um, I felt like it's time to change this. How can I mean, our spirit? How can I change this? How can I be part of a change around the way we're thinking about this? This 
was thrilling while it came with me. Um, in my heart and soul, it was like everything was kind of wrong. So that's how I was guided to um, sort of start this, this idea about a collective of women supporting other women and helping them move forward and, and grow differently, grow with a, a new light, a new idea about themselves, a new love for themselves that they, they might not have right now. Mm. I find the, the way out I've experienced, because I've, I've experienced sort of different paths as well. So I've, I've been in therapy, for example, and I've also entered healing groups as well, where we sat in a circle of women like with crystals and all that sort of stuff and just start sharing and I find personally that was the most nurturing way of healing I suppose just to find other women that, that have been there that, that hear you so you you know get out of your thing okay I'm obviously not crazy I'm not the only person here that is experiencing this and that's I find that very very powerful and I guess as a group um, I've worked a lot in circles and I always find that energy that goes around the circle and you connect it's almost like each person talks at the perfect time and yeah and then you actually get connected along the circle and then the energy keeps going and it almost gets to this point of crescendo where you almost feel as though you're one and that is absolutely the underpinnings of where i'm coming from is that we're all one on this planet we all come from matter we're all um connected in such an amazing way that if we use that connection and, and knowing that we can call on anybody in that circle, wherever that circle is, and be supported. That it's it's greater than us, but yet it's it's not at the same time. To help women get to that understanding is actually about themselves. So um, part of what I'm beginning to do at the moment with a couple of women is actually talk to them about what, what it means to be um, who they are, because they've been giving out to everybody else for so long that they've quite not got um, a personality or, or an identity that they can really um, ground in the earth. And so what I'm doing through the principles and also through my other work around, you know, the four elements and the planet and um, I'm helping them really ground who they are in this changing times because they're not that violent and that violence doesn't make them who they are. So now it's like finding a way to support them to discover who they who they can blossom into from from this experience that's helped them it's kind of like holding them in a, in a place that is so beautiful because <laughs> um being who you are i can just remember people like who are you so what is christine all about i'm just like what do you mean like you know like what do you mean what does that mean Bringing it back to you. Um, also, I guess taking responsibility as well, because you said, you know, because you've been overgiving for so long, and I've experienced that myself. You've been overgiving, overgiving, overgiving until you completely burn out. So, you know, what can we change, I suppose, as, as a single person as well, to change our own reality and our own life in that way? I was just thinking one of the most um, simple exercises that sometimes I get people to do is actually just check in with themselves mm. in a really deep and meaningful way so that they can honestly tell me what's happening on the inside. And I guess I do use chakras a lot because 
as we go through the body, you know, the mind and everything, it's all connected to our chakras and into the earth. So quite often people know that they've got a lot going on in their mind, they're a bit foggy, but they haven't, they've actually cut themselves off around here. So their body, the rest of their body doesn't exist, so their heart's not connected to their, um, to their crown and their third eye isn't actually giving them the information that they need. So sometimes it's really just simple exercise just to go through the body, check in where they're at, talk about colours and what makes them feel good and suddenly something changes, something transforms and what I'm seeing is that when we go, I remember feeling like, and then we go, okay, what did that feel like? Where was that in your body? And it doesn't take over from that feeling of being um, in fear. And what it does is it almost puts the light back on in their body and the light back on in their eyes and the light grows and gets bigger and expands into their body. And so throughout all their chakras and their whole body, they start shining again. And because they remember who they truly are from a soul point of view, from their soul light, and they ground that in the earth, when they walk away from me, they feel bigger and brighter and they tell me that they feel stronger in themselves, in their own individuality. They remember who they are as an individual, not as a mum, not as a partner, not as a teacher, not as any of the professional things, but actually who they really are. And I think that's a great beginning and a great place for them to simply take stock of, of where they're sitting in that because as soon as we shut that light down and we take a move away from love, then our experiences are very different. I think, um, you know, that's something that um, I try and remember every day is that, you know, when we're feeling as though we're in, in the channel of love, I guess, and, and connected and, um, you know, we, we have those connections with our spirit guides, actually feel as though life is an amazing thing every day. I'm not always great at it. I don't always do it. I am human and I don't get there every day sometimes. So that's the reality of it for being a human. But I do know that um, that when I go for a walk and I check in with the plants and I feel into, the, in, into how I am on some days, it's just an amazing feeling. It's great to be alive. I guess that's really where I'd like a lot of women to, to be sitting and, and know that it's, that is almost like a shield in itself. To sit in that consciousness and that awareness and that vibration really changes things. Yeah, it's like, yes, yes, it feels so nice to be here. You know, I just want to sit here. I can remember when, when I left, I just wanted to sit in that space. It doesn't really have to be the shift or I didn't really want to talk about it either. It's just like that space and feeling what it feels like to be at peace as well, you know, compared to all the other fearful, I guess, experience you've just had is um, bliss itself. It's really like the small things that it comes back to. When you said about, um, you know, just start, just start running, just start exercising, maybe start eating healthy or just integrating healthy foods and things like that. It's just really, you know, it doesn't have to be you and fear here and you step out and everything is great. It's really like a journey of um, discovering yourself. And I guess that means that when you move out of a particular mindset, such as you know, fear, intimidation, you're hypervigilant, there are so many chemicals that go through people's bodies. Even if they don't have it every day, if it's past, that's still in their body. So it's really difficult to step into vulnerability because that brings with it um, an idea that maybe 
maybe you're not protected, maybe things aren't going to be okay, but I guess it's practice that makes it really available to step into that feeling of being okay with being yourself and being vulnerable, opening up to the possibility that the experiences you have are going to be um, positive and uh, supportive and trusting trusting and having faith that you're being looked after by um, you know those ancestors, the spirit guides, the universe, the energy, the consciousness across the planet that is growing every day, the vibration that um, we can actually do so many things in so many different ways and um, not be stuck into one tiny little um, idea or perspective. And it's really, I mean, I guess I really like to do that with everybody I work with and everybody I meet, trying to encourage them to think out of the box and when I hear language that, that's very limiting, I try and um, say, hey, you know, how about thinking about it this way? Or, you know, wow, if it, if it could only be like this, if you had a magic wand, what would you do? And I, I practice, it with my, practice it with myself sometimes and realise that I'm sometimes quite limiting myself and then go, right, well, you know, let's, let's do something about that. Let's change the way I'm, um, you know, meeting with people or talking to people or the language I'm using. So constantly growth is about constancy and constantly evaluating and checking with other people and stepping into the flow, I guess it's called, and really just... Um, embracing all of that and flying along with it as well. That's where I also find the, um, the whole um, teamwork part and working with people together comes in because sometimes we don't see another way. I just posted earlier a thing of, on Facebook where the cat is sitting in the thing and it's right sitting just seeing the closed door but actually it doesn't have a roof so it could just, if it just looked you know, and to a little bit of a degree into a different angle, we'll just see another way and, whoa, whoa, look at this. Wow, this is huge. This is another big open pathway. So I feel like if we work, it's a constant co-creation. So we, we work together. Oh, my God. <laughs> the outcome will just be so much bigger and brighter because there are people that see your limitations and they, you know, gently... Say like, hey, look, what about this? Or what about that? You know, it's, we would have like much, much bigger, much better results. Because like one person is smart, but imagine two smart, you know, two people. Woo. <laughs> I think it's that collective nature, isn't it? It's, mm. it's really just um, coming together with a common purpose without um, competition necessarily and without thinking that, Sorry, I'm just going to say that um, mm. in a collective, it's not about one person has an idea or another person has a better idea. There's no competition. It's actually working together from an empathic and intuitive feeling to get to the goal, whatever that goal may be. Um, you know, in group work it's and teamwork, as you said, you know, it's, it's like we're all working for the same outcome. We're all actually driven to be doing the same thing. That's why we're together. How about we drop any of our personal um, identities and actually work together in an energetic way rather than a mind way? And I think that sometimes when I've seen people just actually connect with each other and go with the flow, whether it's one person's idea, whether it's everybody collectively doing it, it still works really well. So I guess that's really my thinking now is that if Everybody is 
able to raise their vibration to a place of equality and work together for the common goal of the planet, both sustainably and personally, then this amount of energy can create brand new ideas, open up for a bunch of channeling that, you know, things are happening so fast, people are getting so many new ideas now, that will actually really keep this planet moving in a really successful but sustainable way rather than using up all the resources of this little planet. Um, yeah. Mm. I feel like let's talk about some ideas of um, sustainable sustainable ways of sharing our, our ideas. I know like, for example, technology is a good thing. I know some people say, oh, technology, no one is talking to each other anymore. But it's such a, in my point of view, mm -hmm. a very sustainable thing. Because I mean, how much paperwork do we say? Like I used to have folders like this and paper and printing and think about, you know, all the ink that goes through as well. And I was like, all technology is nice and clean. And the other thing is we can connect with anyone in the world. This mm -hmm. is an amazing thing because, you know, where you could just talk to your neighbour or your local area, now you can connect with people all over the globe. You can listen to all sorts of things. You can be really, really well informed or, you know, change your perspective every day. There's so much um, information that you can access mm -hmm. and, and, you know, just connect with people of similar minds or similar energies. And it means that that's actually a real connection. So you can do this face-to-face -face stuff. You can actually call someone on, a, on a, a device now that you wouldn't be able to have used 20 years ago. But I think that that development is actually about unifying everybody. It's about everybody coming together for that common goal. It's about you know realising that there are lots of ways to make energy and sustain the way we want to live in a really healthy way, both for our own bodies and also to make, um, to, to keep this planet sustainable. So, because we are humans and we do use a lot of resources for the way we like to live. And it's around that consciousness about being conscious that we're actually living on an organism. We're living on a planet that's a living being and um, connecting with that, that energy as well and feeding back to that energy and not taking everything away from it. So it's that constant, um, giving and taking that make that relationship work. Where it again starts with yourself as well, because what, however you, I'm, I've, I know that I've been, as much as I've been an overgiver, I was always also an overuser, I suppose, an overtaker. And um, finding that responsibility and that balance to really just take on what you need in that moment and be honest again with yourself, if you're not, do you actually need all that stuff? Do you really, you know, need to use whatever. Do you need to eat all of this food or do you really need to have whatever, whatever? And it's like within nature and your environment and balance a little bit. But, you know, where you said, you know, just be conscious about, mm. about that thing. And that would riddle all throughout your life as well. So it always starts with you. Then you put that onto your family, then your friends, your neighbors, da -da -da -da, and then it goes from you. So I'm really like a fan of that um, domino thing, you know, you just do a little bit of a yeah. push there <laughs> and it just riddles through. And the, and the one way that came up for me, there was judgment. I mean, you know, we can judge others for the things they do, but it's not our business really. It starts at home. You start with your own self. 
your own backyard and you might want to do that sustainability in your garden or in your home, um, solar panels, all of those sorts of things are available to us now, rather than actually worry about what everybody else is doing. There are lots of people who have similar ideas and you can connect with them. That's why technology is wonderful because you can get that information. You can find out more information about the things you're interested in, but judging somebody else for not having the same thoughts as you or not living the same way as you really isn't a great way to be honest with yourself. So sometimes what I find is that people who have very um, different perspectives than me actually probably aren't in my life anymore. It's almost like suddenly we lost a common ground and the vibration change between us and the energy change between us. So it was really uncomfortable to be with those people. And they didn't really agree with the things that I agreed with that mm. I thought were important. So sometimes it comes back to your own values. And um, I guess I keep coming back to the 12 principles about, um, you know, where do I sit with honesty, with willingness, with um, uh, forgiveness? And unity comes back around the throat. So when I talk to people around, what my um, real loves and passions are and how I connect with spirit, those people who don't understand that or don't want to keep knowing me because of it will actually not communicate with me. And that's actually okay with me. I've actually got to a place where, um, you know, I don't have to be everything for everybody else and they don't have to be everything for me. Where we've got um, a loving kindred spirit and we connect, people come in and out of my life all the time for different reasons. So. Now I've actually got into the flow of understanding why some people might come in and why some people might go out um, and, and at different times and different places. I guess I'm really open to being a little bit more um, vulnerable around that and um, really like the fact that I've got some people who stay in my life and who've moved with the changes and I move with theirs and other people who, depending on where I am, I might meet and go, wow, that was an amazing experience. You know, I was down in the cafe the other day and I happened to be waiting for a friend and had this beautiful conversation with an older lady. Um, she told me an amazing thing. Her daughter does CDs and she does relaxation and mindfulness. Now, that's something that I might just follow up because it was a very unusual meeting. Um, and so I tend to see those things as gifts now, whereas before I would have just, you know, not paid any attention to it. Now I follow them up or I might see how that connects me to something else I'm doing. Um, so that's actually being really aware of um, how spirit sometimes you know, puts a gift in front of you. And if you're aware of it, you go, oh, okay, this is interesting. I might just see where that leads me. I tend to do that a lot more now intuitively. And that just comes in with the mind frame as well, because if you're stuck in a certain mind frame, you're like, meow, 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 what is it? That's big. <laughs> you know, I don't know what to do with it. But if you're in this mindset, I was like, oh, you know, what is this all about? Mm. Let's take this as an opportunity to learn and grow or to search in that a little bit more. I've been really, I have to say, I've been a bit brave, I think. Um, <laughs> once upon a time, I wouldn't speak to strangers about, you know, how I thought about something or what I believed in. But just recently, because of the healing project and because I, it was so guided and um, so it was really clear that this is something that um, is, is needed and just start. wasn't any particular judgment about what, what the outcomes are. It was just start. And so um, I started telling people about it and people were so receptive. It was just almost like a, 
It was almost like a burning desire to, to tell people about, oh, by the way, did you know that, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I started this project with, with a core group of women who are interested in, and then people say, oh, well, tell me more about it. And at the time, I really didn't have a lot of words because I didn't really know how it was going to all play out. And I just trusted that when I was speaking that spirit would help me out with the words as well. And um, that's exactly what happened. So I actually felt that the words I was speaking weren't coming from me as an individual, but come from the collective consciousness of this universe um, in order for this to be totally founded on, on this earth and, and somehow grow in its own way, that it gets a life of its own. But I'm, I'm here just to set the seed in the, in the, in the sand, I guess, and, and watch it grow a little and then hand it over when it becomes you know, really evident and spirit lets me know that it's time to hand over. I guess it's like, if I did not have that awareness, if I wasn't actually, um, you know, believe that my intuition is absolutely 100% all the time, then I may not have heard that message. I may not have bothered to follow through. I may not have said something to other people. I may not have been brave enough to, to voice it, but it was almost like a, a little push, a little nudge, like, oh, that, that, you know, you've just met someone, tell them about the project. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I've been following and I find, found that my trust in everything that happens to me now has grown um, astronomically because it's a different feeling. I actually understand what the feeling inside my body is now that motivates that sort of conversation from spirit with other people. And I'm really, really happy to be that channel for the Healing Project and other things as well. And it's just a really interesting place to be. So that if, um, I guess I wanted to say that if you hear those messages, you know, if you're standing across from somebody and you actually hear something come in, sometimes it's really good just to say to someone, hey, um, I've just got this really interesting message and um, I'm not sure whether it's about you, would you like to hear it? And if they say yes and you share it, you might be surprised how valid it was for that person in that moment. And, and that builds that trust that you have in yourself around how spirit connects with you and how you hear, see, feel or know stuff about somebody and or the world or whatever's coming up. So really encourage that, um, you know, just listen to that and, and really feel into it, trust it and know that it's not your mind doing, giving you that information. It's actually spirit coming in and being really gentle usually and clear with you about something that somebody else needs to know, something you might need to be doing. Mm. I've had so many experiences with that too. So just pick up the phone and say it. Mm. And I'm just like, I have, and then this is where your mind actually sometimes, you know, gets in the way a little as well. But I picked up the phone anyways. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to be willing to trust. And um, I pick up the phone and I call this person and they just resonated with me and thank you so much. And you think it's, it's really not that important, but you just send that picture and then you're like, oh, thank you so much for the insight. This was great and so resonating with me and it really helped me in that moment. I'm like, cool. <laughs> That's really great. And it pushed them into a positive way. I'm like, okay. I find when you do things like that, it's, um, it's really that connection. You really realise that, you know, you're totally connected to other people and that um, that's part of this consciousness raising is that that awareness, that consciousness, that intuitive guidance and spirit wandering through our own channel, channeling through information to us. It really makes a difference to this world on a, on a big scale and a little scale. It doesn't have to be anything huge or mm. anything, but 
to do that for people and with people and for yourself, I think is really, and for your children. Children are sometimes the most important part of this universe. They're um, coming in with different wiring. They know so much more now and they're developing so much faster. Yeah. And we've got to trust that they will be able to, um, you know, move this planet forward in a way that's um, healthy and um, innovative for themselves. I'm very, very big on this one. I don't know. <laughs> I'm very big on this one. I have a three-year-old toddler myself, and he has asked me questions that have made me grown in a way that is not like me stepping up as a mom and putting in the boundary, but that is actually, okay, questioning myself. He's like, so what do you teach? And I'm like, so, okay, what am I actually saying every day? What, what is it like, you know? And then it comes back to the whole um, domestic violence experience. Am I still living in that place? Is that what I want to be about? You know, what am I, what am I actually talking here? And he just comes up and says, what do you see? And I'm like, okay, you're right. I just see the negatives. I just see the problems. I just see the close gates. That's just make a conscious choice to see love. Just be open. And like, honestly, I'm, I'm sitting in the same unit I'm living in now. And I just go from like, oh, this is all crappy and I don't want to like, oh, wow, this is divine. Like, look at this. Look at where I live. Look at these opportunities, you know, and it, ah, it yeah. completely lifts you out of this dark spot, I suppose. You know, like how we talk about, I always like to, to um, um, use the analogy of plants growing. Like you just, you, you really grow. It's like, you know how they say you grow like a tree and enjoy the view. And it's true. You grow out of your limitations. Mm. Mm. I guess I really like that analogy when you put it into context with um, a water lily or a lotus flower. You know, they have their roots in the mud, but their stem comes mm. up through the water and when they hit that water, that place of peace and, and resonance, and they, it flowers. And I guess mm. I, I like to think that I'm more of a flower on top of the water these days. <laughs> Then, you know, that journey up through those experiences. It is the experiences that have got me to be um, the type of energetic person that I am now. And without those experiences, I possibly wouldn't have the insight or the empathy that I do have where I can actually support other people through their journeys. Because sometimes I've been through the very same experiences, so I've got some connection with that. But when we're talking about children, mm -hmm. it's um, one of those things that, by being in the channel of love with them and allowing them to develop their own personality and learn where their own boundaries are if they think they have any and doing that in a loving, positive way where you're actually having a relationship with them rather than being their supervisor is a much better way to be the best that you can be and teach them how to be who they are and be the best that they can be. If you're walking your talk by being in your soul growth and being in gratitude and seeing the world from a, a really conscious and aware position, then you're teaching the children also to be really you know, aware, taking responsibility for where they're at, noticing what they need, listening to their bodies, hearing their intuition or feeling, knowing, seeing, and having those conversations with them so that they are continually growing continually exploring their own development and their own um, abilities and um, connections with the universe. And they will have different conversations with 
other children and other adults as well. It's very interesting to see how some, some families like to control everything and find that they're in conflict. And I have to say, I'm one of those parents myself who you know, wanted to you know, protect, control, um, have, an, have an impact on somebody and then realise that um, you know, probably the child knows better than me what they really need in that moment. And I have to trust that whatever experiences they've had have led them to a place where they can be mature and independent, um, depending on their age, you know, kids need guidance. And that's what we are, we're guides. We're not, um, we can be decision makers for a little while, but at some point, children will actually make their own decisions and be responsible for themselves. And I guess it's finding the place in, in um, I'm gonna say me as a parent and as a woman, um, to actually allow that to unfold in a really positive and supportive way as opposed to being really upset about it. Sometimes it's an emotional journey, but I think that allowance and willingness to support somebody um, in their own ways of finding their own discipline and responsibility actually build that whole um, relationship that you have with them that's a continual honest relationship it's based on that giving and receiving on that bit of vulnerability about sorting things out and about being really honest about what you both want from the relationship and children actually really benefit from that and they know that they can come to you at any time then and for guidance, not to be told what to do, but just for a little bit of guidance and a little bit of feedback to, to make up a new way of deciding things for themselves. Mm. And that's a co-creation in itself. You know, you're co-creating with that person about what they might be doing or what you might be doing or what you're doing together. And really it's about, that's what we were talking about earlier about, you know, using that collective energy for a common goal. Um, if you're co-creating with somebody else and you're actually moving forward to uh, manifest that, uh, whatever it is at the other end, um, then both parties' energy actually forges that journey together and keeps it moving all the time and there's lots of action in that. And I'm feeling very passionate about that. Mm. I don't know why exactly. And I feel also... Um, the moment you do allow yourself to trust your child and work with it mm -hmm. rather than you know be the driving force there because you're the parent and that starts at a young age um, my, my child is three and as you said they do need boundaries and protection and i'm still the adult and you know but they know i mean they get born they cry for food you know and that, that's what they are coming up with along the way as well it's like mom i don't want to and and that's listening and 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 working with them, oh my God, it's just like, please, please people. <laughs> and, and it's like, as well, you know, please, Christine, do that too. Um, but the impact it has on how, on the way they, they just come up with things, they, they have these beautiful minds and if we can just lead them the way they are and help them to become the person they, they want to be or they, they were supposed to become, Oh, it will just—it's mind blowing. I find it's just mind blowing. It's really coming from a heart space um, where you're connected, you know, at the heart, and you're listening to their needs. And I mean, sometimes little children, of course, need you to step in and pick them up and pop them in bed. But they'll mm. also tell you the way they want that to happen. And it's in a nice way. And while we raise our consciousness level and raise our, our vibration and keep. Um, moving and being 
aware of our intuition and, and how the universe is supporting us to be the best parents we can be. We can also help other parents and help our children be the best parents they can be. I think it's really important to, to share that loving space with them so that they know that things work out and um, when, when you're dealing with love, it's, it's such a, an amazing flow-through effect. If you're coming from your heart and you're speaking and you're loving that person, whether it be a child or an adult for that matter, um, things change and things become a lot clearer and more honest. And I think that, you know, you partner with somebody, you're both individuals and you want that collaboration, that partnership to be one of love in every, as many ones as you can possibly do that. And that's a connection. Again, if we love others across the world, if we're sharing our love with our partner, with our family, and staying in the moment of love when we even go to work and with other people and um, drop the judgment, we actually create an amazing amount of energy that actually impacts on the people around us. It, it flows into them and through them and um, so many great things can come from that. And I feel like also bringing that human part in of, of loving yourself through the process because parenting is challenging, you know, no one... No one has worked it out. I mean, there's heaps of books, and but things do change. And, you know, every kid is different. Every situation is different. Every woman, every man comes from a different perspective of parenting. I mean, you know, there's lots of parenting out there. There's gay couples out there. There's divorces out there. And challenging times, like, oh, my God, you know, for example, I'm here without my family, and I would love to raise my child in my family. So I think there's another another challenge come out there but if you can hold that space for yourself and love yourself passionately and have that compassion it's going to be easier as well to deal with the challenges of being a parent too and, and come from a loving place towards your children and probably towards the rest of your family members so yeah thought that was important to do <laughs> a heartfelt space Sometimes we're very challenged as families. I remember my own family, you know, I'm a little bit different from the rest of them. I think we mm -hmm. all feel like that sometimes. So, you know, just to be in that loving space with yourself and, and really know that whoever you feel you are is true for you. But it doesn't have to be for the others. It doesn't have to be anybody particular for you. And, um, you know, as long as you know your own business and you're aware of where you're at and you're grounded in that belief and, and understanding about your own soul, then they will actually um, move into the loving space mm -hmm. with you. There is sometimes people are so fearful of something different that they can't. But again, if you share that with love and gratitude and wait sometimes, it, it does take a little while sometimes, but um, most relationships within families move through different phases as people grow older. And, and if we underpin those with love and gratitude of having family members, um, whether they're close or far away, and keeping in communication with them and keeping our hearts open to everything being a possibility, then I think that families can move and change with us. I know that mine's been able to do that, but at the same time, or and at the same time, it has been challenging sometimes and it's actually our connection is as sisters and um, our heart bond together that actually 
really seen us through some hard times individually and together as a family. I, I think, and I, I had that question earlier in my mind, it, at the core, we all want the same. We all want that loving space. We all want someone to love us. We all want to be loved and feel that love. And I think that that is what might collect us in a global way as well. Maybe. Um, and I feel like that in, as long as you are true to yourself, that's what I find along my going through all those challenges I've been through so far. Um, as long as you're true to yourself and you set your boundaries, other people will too. And, and I thought I'm far away from my family and I'm in Germany and they can't help me through what I'm going through. But because I've shared openly on what I'm going through, they actually stepped up as well. And I have a closer relationship to my sister today than I've ever had in my entire life. And that almost makes me teary, but I always wanted to be so close to her and I've tried to be close. And now that I'm actually, you know, bringing it back to myself, I'm working on myself and be, you know, set all those boundaries, take care of myself and do all of that. I have the best relationship with my sister. We don't even need to agree anymore. Like the other day I, I threw something and she's like, I'm not gonna even say anything to that. I love you, I love you too. Okay, cool. You know, like it's, um, do you think that it's amazing how it changes? Do you think that's because um, like you have a great relationship with yourself mm. and you have lots of love for what you do and where you're at and it doesn't matter what other people do. There's no judgment on what everybody else is doing. And so all those little things that might have been barriers before actually drop away, they're yes. not there anymore. So then you actually, oh my goodness, and then you actually <laughs> yeah. expand into it. And so the other person also feels that, and then they're able to actually take it on. Mm. And so those things that used to be challenging are no longer there. Mm. They just, you don't have the energy on those anymore. What you have energy on is love. Mm. And I have found that, um, you know, in circumstances of relationships of different sorts, when you drop those judgments and and a want and come from a, a, a face of love and just go, I accept myself in this, I accept you in this, and a willingness to just stretch out and um, allow it to be whatever it is, but you know, be with you know, still be who you are, it opens up so many different pathways. It changes the way we're connected to each other. And I've found people, when you do it from a space of love rather than thought, people feel it and they feel accepted and suddenly their vulnerability changes because they're willing to be open to that connection that you're offering them and they can then speak in their own truth. So for me, it's a gift. It's a gift to step into that loving space with somebody and one-to-one hold them in their, in their heart space and allow them to meet me in the same place. And that's where my communication really does change things for them or they change things for themselves by being in that space with me. Sometimes it doesn't transport into their lives, but in that moment or in many moments after, the connection we then have from then on is from a heart space, a loving space, not a critical space or not a judging space. So people are much more open to share with you who they are and where they're at in that space. And that allows them to actually be at a point of change and transformation. That's the place where their own energy and their vibration changes. 
and they can really feel that sometimes. Me being an empath, actually, <laughs> I know that feeling. So quite often I will, um, you know, as soon as I feel that heart connection, it, I just wait and see what happens. I'm totally guided by spirit in those moments, just as I am right now, to expand into that. And, and sometimes when I want to expand it more, I actually just think of people and connect us all together in that heart realm and I'm amazed at how powerful that can be sometimes. It's really amazed at the transformation value of being in the heart space, being in the love space and sharing um, from that, you know, lovely place. I think that's where everybody wants to be. Um, and that's certainly where co-creation manifestation certainly comes for me. It does make a difference, and what really unifies us as well. Mm -hmm. And actually, also feel like how how peaceful is that? Imagine that. Imagine around the world. Imagine this. Imagine this. Imagine. <laughs> just imagine it, and then something like that. Just imagine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that you'll be able to feel how we're feeling right now. Yeah. So, um, it is. You know, just the two of us being here together has made it a lot easier. And stepping into that energy together, it's actually changed the whole room for us. Um, and it, it makes everything that you think is barriers become probably less, less effective or less important. Mm -hmm. So you're not focusing on them, you're actually focusing on this um, great space that provides um, a connection that opens up opportunities, that just unleashes, you know, drops the barriers, drops the challenges. And you can walk through your life like that. Um, and as you said, it unifies people. And then you get a common goal and then, you know, the world is really waiting for all of us to do it like this, mm -hmm. to connect in a heart space so that we are, we can actually all come together as one. Um, and we do that all around the globe all the time. I guess we're not always aware of how we do it, but there are lots of ways now to connect with people in this way. Um, where it comes back to, because I'm traveling around the world, you know, I'm like, people say you're too trusting, but hey, what do you want to do? If you don't meet anyone, you're going to be, you're going to trust. And what I want to say is if you just meet someone that doesn't seem ready yet to be there, you know, because sometimes you, you, you are that open, but you have that, I was like, okay, that's fine. And, and even for those people, then we have to find that place of compassion for them not being ready yet to be open and be vulnerable, that's okay too. So just to include them as well. Now I have space now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. in, the, in the heart space too, you can really, okay, I'm gonna speak for myself. Yeah. When I'm in the heart space, I can very clearly hear what spirit says. And um, I just got a little download then just saying that, you know, even in those times, where you're, you know, you're in a place and you're trusting, if you get any feeling or any intuitive message that says, that gives you another indicator that this might not be okay, then you follow that. Mm -hmm. It's still all about being in love with yourself and being connected with your own guidance and what's really happening for you and whoever's um, guiding you at the time. There are lots of little ways that you will know about yourself and that you will totally understand the difference between something that um, you know your intuition and your whole body tells you it's not going to be okay as opposed to being in the love space the love spaces um, you know it's just one and the same but they're different sorts of messages mm -hmm. so we encourage you really to 
you know, sit in that love space with yourself and with others and see how that really impacts on this world and your daily life. Yeah. Uh, we really encourage that, aren't we? Yeah. There's so the children. Yeah. I guess the other thing that we haven't mentioned is things like um, animals and um, bugs and insects. The love goes out to them as well. They still are organisms on this planet and we still need to have some compassion for their, their native places where they live, how to look after them. Lots of people do it in many, many different ways. I guess I try to do it by not pulling spiders' webs down and not using pesticides and mm-hmm. um, making sure that I've got a safe space for those things to be who they are in, in my environment because that's my ecosystem. I love my ecosystem. Sometimes it gets a bit crazy, but <laughs> we think you want the cockroaches in my kitchen. Like, yeah. Where do we set the boundaries there? <laughs> well, I guess everybody has different boundaries. I've known people to have food in a special cupboard just to keep them in that yeah. one space. And put my bread into my fridge. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking about the plastics we use and the things mm-hmm. we put into the ocean and down the sink. I mean, they're all little things that actually affect our whole planet, like not just on the land, but in the water as well the seawater, the fresh water. There's so many things to just be a little bit aware of in our footprint on this earth so that, um, you know, we can actually keep um, this planet going. We can keep living here if that's what, you know, what the future holds. But we do it in a really healthy, non-toxic and supportive way so that we're putting back into this earth. And um, I love the idea of, you know, having food in my garden. I love the idea about my street having food on the footpath. That would be awesome. I would, mm. I would love that to really take off so that I could go and dig a garden out the front of my place and you know, mm. put rows of vegetables to feed my whole community. I think that's actually a really great idea. Again, that's about connection. It's about community. It's about a great idea. It's about dropping all the barriers to that happening. Um, and how easy would it be, really? You know, and those people who are at home, um, you know, I live near some retirees who... It would be great at you know looking after everybody's gardens and they would love to do it but um there are, there are some councils and stuff that, that won't allow that you know could councils actually plant fruit trees instead of you know other types of trees could they plant apple trees and orange trees and mango trees and banana trees <laughs> so that we could all just walk up the street and get on but is that a possibility um how amazing that that equals everybody doesn't it because everybody has equal access to the food thing so nobody goes hungry. Um, nobody has to pay for it necessarily. And so everybody's sharing a, um, a, a great resource. That, that's really resourcing your community, not keeping it in your garden, but sharing it with everybody who you live with and all over the place. Um, I know where, where I live, um, there is a street that does that. They do have all their footpaths actually growing fruit and vegetables and the whole community share them. Because when you grow something, quite often because of the season, We've got way too much anyway, so this mm. would be a great way to actually see our communities grow and change in the future is to actually look at that sustainable gardening through, you know, community development within um, a residential area so that our, we don't have, not that we don't have grass. I don't mind to cut great. you off. I'm sorry, sorry. I'm so sorry, Fiona, I have to cut you off, but we have to wrap it up. Um, I'd love to be listening. Let us know before we have to um, oh, say right. goodbye where we can contact you, please. So um, my business name is Soul to Earth Therapies. I do transformational counselling. I work with um, people with trauma. And you can find me on www.soultoearththerapies.com.au or I'm on, um, I also have a Facebook page under Soul to Earth Therapies. So 
please um, um, be free feel free to chat to me at any time that would be great awesome Thank oh and so sorry and the healing project also has its um, own Facebook page and women can connect with our core group of, of collective women there um, just through the Facebook message only though that keeps their anonymity and it keeps them safe and feel, feeling protected excellent I'm so glad we have the space here to share yeah. our, okay. our conversation I hope you enjoyed yourselves and um, I hope to see you guys soon Thank you. Thank you. Bye.